Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. The information contained on this platform represents the opinion of the host and shall not be understood, construed as or a substitute for medical or health advice. Please see a health professional who is aware of the facts and circumstances of your individual situation. It's the Black Health 365 podcast, and we are here to make sure you look good on the outside and even better on the inside. After all, looking good, feeling good, and living a healthy lifestyle 365 days of the year should be a daily choice. Here at the Black Health 365 podcast, we will address the healthcare disparities within the Black community with trusted voices and information to empower a healthy lifestyle. Ain't that right, Britt? I'm talking about mind, body, and soul. What's the knowledge, 365ers? This is Black Health 365, a podcast created to educate our community on Black health from all types of perspectives. My name is Britt Daniels, a fit life coach, yogi, serial entrepreneur, and I'm here with my beautiful co-host, Jackie Page. Britt, can I say y'all look? Well, hold on. Let me back this thing up real quick. Mm-hmm. Radio personality, Zumba yep. instructor. Uh, I just completely forgot my list. Zumba instructor, personal trainer, nutrition coach, so on and so forth. I actually look forward to hearing you say that every week. Like going through your like this year, I think it's the serial entrepreneur thing for me. I'm like, yes, come on, Brad. Yo, three sixty five is this our little ritual? You know, black people love our titles, but it's it's, it's good to be back for another episode. Uh, really excited for this conversation, Jackie. Let's start it off. How are you feeling? What's going on with you? Do you want me to give you the real answer or do you want me to just like punk fake for today? Keep it trill, Jackie, on this conversation. What's happening? I'm tired. I'm not tired. I'm tired. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm tired. Mm-hmm. Um, I have been, which I think all the 365ers know, I've recently moved from DC to Atlanta. Um, and I don't want to say I've hit the ground running, but I've been doing a lot these last few weeks and I'm tired. The holidays are about to be here or the holidays are here. So I'm tired. I'm not tired. Let me correct myself. I'm tired. Britt, how are you? You know, (laughs) I generally try to keep a positive outlook, Jackie, but I think I got to be real to myself um, in this season that I'm just a little overwhelmed. Mm. Um, you know, staying busy, staying productive, as, as you know, I, I run several different businesses and things have picked up towards the end of the year more than I would have expected. But I say that to say um, everything's going well in terms of production, but I'm just trying to figure out how to balance mm. um, myself out, um, balance my energy um, and not fall into burnout, which, as we know, is real. And we definitely should have a conversation <laughs> <laughs> about that one day on this podcast. It but, happened to me. That's why I'm where I'm at right now. Like, mm, I don't want to feel like doing anything right now. When it comes down to it, though, Jackie, I'll let you know, you know, this is going to lead us into our Dharma Talk 365ers. Y'all know how we do our Dharma Talks. Um, you know, just a little affirmation to set the tone for the conversation. Um, when it comes to just running my business, you know, keep upkeeping with social life, doing everything I need to do, it really helps me process all that to think about this concept that there are really 
two pains in life, the pain of discipline and the pain of regret. Right. <laughs> For so much of my life, I lived so undisciplined and I, you know, was almost afraid of my purpose and walking in my purpose. And I'm so happy to be walking in it now. Um, and because I was afraid to do what I wanted to, I always had this big sense of regret. And, you know, luckily finding sobriety four years ago, I've been able to live a very flourishing life um, and explore a lot of great things. But I say that to say 365ers, you know, New Year's around the corner. Um, don't wait tomorrow. Don't wait next month. If there's something that you need to focus on, focus on it right now. And discipline will make all the way, right? Um, we can't always be motivated. And it's important that we can implement habits that keep us in the game. So again, there are two pains in life, um, the pain of discipline or the pain of regret. And right? that's real. And, yep, yep, yep. And, what need to, and what needed to be said has been said. That's real though. Um, I think we all kind of get into that rut. Uh, and I want to call it a rut, but you know, we we're thankful for what we have, but then we're also just kind of in that situation of just like, oh, so much. Mm -hmm. um, you do kind of play that, those roles of like, I want to stop, but I can't. Like, I don't want to regret not doing what I'm supposed to be. No, so it definitely makes sense, especially now um, more than ever. You know, a lot of people, you talk about being a serial, serial entrepreneur. You got a lot of people that are doing that, especially after the pandemic. So I know that's something that a lot of people are kind of standing and walking in right now. So I know it's something that the 365ers needed. Yeah. Stay at it, y'all. Stay at it. Well, Jackie, we have another amazing conversation, another amazing guest. This conversation is, is, is very, um, not only interesting, but it impacts our community in, in a unique way. So I'm interested to get more information on it. Um, how, how do you want to start it off, Jackie? Um, I think we started off by just kind of acknowledging, um, you know, the holidays are here, but December is a, another really big month that we um, in the black community really don't talk about. We don't acknowledge. Um, it's not really the light isn't uh shown on it as as much as it needs to be um and you know it's hiv and aids awareness month um this yeah. is something that really impacts the black community and like i said um it's something we don't talk about enough and we need we need to talk about it right and considering you know black people african americans account for a higher portion of hiv diagnoses and people with hiv compared to other ethnicities, right? You know, and the racism, the HIV stigma, the homophobia, poverty, barriers to healthcare continue to drive a lot of these disparities. So yeah, the, the risk of getting and transmitting HIV varies widely depending on the type of exposure and behavior, but it's 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 really affecting us hard. It's yeah. really affecting us hard. And I'm interested in hearing about the various ways in which it spreads, um, demystifying things and just outright calling falsity to myths out there about HIV and AIDS, because, you know, there's been a lot of that in, in yeah. the media. So, um, yeah. And also just hearing, you know, a little bit more about, you know, the male experience versus female experience. So I think it's also good to point out, um, you know, just talking about why black people don't know their status. Um, you know, according to the CDC, approximately 13% of black people with HIV in the United States still don't know that they have it. Um, so, you know, really addressing that as well. Why are we not getting tested? Um, you know, is it something that we're doing? Is it something that, you know, we're not doing really diving into this conversation? Because again, like I said, it's in the community, it's in our community and it's, yeah. it's in our community uh, a, a lot 
um, higher statistically than it is with any other community. And it's time to, you know, shine some light on this thing and really start um, finding ways to put it into it. Well, that's all we hear. We're really champions of trying to bring this information to y'all 365ers. So with that being said, we got to introduce somebody that's big time, a, a very knowledgeable guest. Jackie, would you do the honors? Of course. Today we have Eddie Wiley, MPH, public health consultant, public speaker, on-air personality, social media maven. Um, Eddie, how are you doing today? I'm doing quite fabulous, even though I am tired as well. I'm <laughs> glad to be here with y'all. <laughs> Eddie, we are so happy to have you. Um, you know, you have worked tirelessly. I don't know why I can't ever say that word, but you have worked uh, tirelessly to combat HIV, the stigma, health disparities, which is one of the reasons why we wanted to get you on today. Um, it is HIV AIDS Awareness Month. There are a lot of, um, like Britt said, uh, myths when it comes to HIV AIDS. There's a lot of um, not information that's not known. And it's time for us to really get some answers and really kind of dispel some of these myths that are running around here that's keeping our community from doing what we need to do. Um, so, you know, my first question to you is why is this cause, HIV AIDS, so important to you? Well, much like um, Britt talked about purpose, I found my purpose working in HIV. Now, my dream as a kid was to be the next Oprah, right? And my causes would include HIV. But I started as a um, participant of an intervention and then became a volunteer facilitator. And I found that it was a bigger fight than us just passing out condoms, us doing HIV testing. It was a fight to actually keep people alive. And so it was a struggle. And that's where I found my purpose to be able to educate people um, not only on a local level, but now we're able to do it on a national level. So I'm kind of living my dream, just not in the newsroom. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. You know, I think just to set the tone for this conversation, taking a step back, um, Eddie, if you could help us out with just the the definitions, actually, of HIV and furthermore AIDS. Of course. So HIV stands for the Human Immunodeficiency Virus. And AIDS is the acquired immunodeficiency syndrome. So, and this may be an elementary question, but I think these are the questions that need to be asked because that's where a lot of myths come in and a lot of people not knowing what is what it is. Yeah. Um, what's the difference between HIV and AIDS? Because for a lot of people, and I'm going to be completely transparent, a lot of people think they're the same thing. Yeah. And we see it on social media all the time, mm -hmm. folks doing the misconceptions, right? So um, AIDS is the late stage of HIV. So that's the um, furthest progression that people can reach in their HIV journey. So once you reach that level of um, so much virus in your body to where your fighter cells can't fight it off, you do reach that AIDS status. So HIV is the beginning of that journey and AIDS is kind of like the last stage of that journey. And what are some ways people are exposed? I mean, I think a lot of us know sexual contact, but what are some other ways people are exposed to these to these viruses? Yeah, so of course there are the few um, normal ways. Of course, there's blood, there's semen, um, vaginal fluid, as well as rectal fluids, and then there's breast milk, which there's a study out there now talking about how breast milk can impact the baby's um, HIV status. So. We're hopeful in that study. That's actually something I didn't know. I did not know that HIV could be transmitted through breast milk. I, I, that 
is that something, and again, you know, talking about these elementary questions, but these are things that need to be asked so that we can literally, you know, get, we can end this epidemic. Virus. Yeah. Is that something new or is that something that's always been known? No, it's definitely, it's been known. I don't think it gets as much um, information out there as it needs to be. But now we get to talk about it, like on shows like this, because the promise study, I think it's called, is where they're looking into breast milk. Because once women reach an undetectable viral load, they can't transmit it sexually. So now they're looking at how does it work in the uh, milk. Historically, you know, we are, I think in my, at least in my generation, um, there was a huge AIDS epidemic in the uh, late 20th century. Um, but historically, how long has AIDS really plagued uh, the community like was AIDS back in the early 1900s, 1800s? Yeah. You'll hear conspiracy theorists dated back way, way, way back in the day. But the cases were first diagnosed, first case was diagnosed in, I think, 1981. Mm-hmm. So we're coming up on 41 years of the epidemic. Okay, got you, got you. Well, and also to take another step back in terms of the actual symptoms and the the physical experience of having these these viruses, what are what are what is that like? Yeah, so the symptoms vary from person to person, but um, sometimes folks may experience like the flu-like symptoms. That's one of the uh, ways that folks do um, come into contact with the testing system, um, as well as just different ailments that may go on, a sickness that really is like folks say you can't get rid of this cough or something that's really going on. But some folks don't have symptoms at all. So you never know. That's why it's important for folks to get tested. I know you just said symptoms, they're different from person to person. Um, And you said that a lot of people um, like flu-like symptoms or something Mm -hmm. that's usually a a key thing that lets people know like, hey, you may want to go get tested. Is that something that occurs with HIV or does it occur with AIDS? So um, in order to be diagnosed with AIDS, you have to get the HIV diagnosis first. So you can't live without HIV at an AIDS status, but you can live with HIV and not reach an AIDS status. So in that sense, you may be at a late stage diagnosis as well. So at that point, you've been diagnosed with AIDS in a pretty quicker manner than most people who have an opportunity to, you know, get on their medications, reach undetectable viral load. But yeah, um, once you've been at a late diagnosis, normally there's, people have seen um, pneumonia stents, like stents in the hospital. So when you're like with early stages, it are those flu-like symptoms that come into contact with folks. Listen to your heart. I'm Don Chaney, former NBA player and coach, and I have hereditary ATTRCM, or transthyretin amyloid cardiomyopathy, a life-threatening condition that can lead to heart failure. Let your heart speak to you. If you have been diagnosed with heart failure and you're still experiencing fatigue, shortness of breath, or seemingly unrelated symptoms such as carpal tunnel syndrome, talk to your doctor. Listen with all your heart and soul. Early diagnosis is key. I'm here to testify to that. Download the doctor discussion guide to know what questions to ask your doctor at yourheartsmessage.com slash Don. Brought to you by Pfizer. 
McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. So at what point in time should you get tested? Like, let, let's say you have a... You, you have a sexual experience with somebody. How long after that respective situation should you get tested? Yeah, so I suggest people get tested at least yearly. Now, depending on what you do in the bedroom or what you may do with like your substances, you definitely need to get tested more. But I always tell folks, when you go to the doctor and they're doing like all of your other tests, ask them, are they doing an HIV test in that as well? Because a lot of times they do not. And so um, it's not always included. So that's why I say get tested at least yearly and not just wait until you have sex. You should know before you have sex. That's really important. I was literally just about to ask that if I had sex and I want to go to the doctor and get an STI checkup, would that automatically be included? But it seems like not all the cases you need to specifically say, hey, within this test, I need HIV and AIDS testing as well. Absolutely. And blood and urine or is it both or... So they'll test your blood or they'll do like an oral swab. So there are different ways to test for HIV. Yeah. You know, I think that's really interesting that, you know, if you go to the doctor to get an annual, if if they, and, and you know, we, we, we're we grown. Let's, mm-hmm. we're, we, let's be real here. When you go, one of the first questions that they ask you is, are you sexually active? If they're okay. asking you if you're sexually active, I just feel like in the back of my head, it should just be an automatic, like, okay, we're going to test you for HIV and AIDS. I shouldn't have to ask for that. Right. If I'm telling you I'm sexually active, like make it make sense to me. Yeah, I think those three little letters of HIV scare so many people that even our doctors that we look up to, who are the ones that we look for for like our medical information. Some of them are even scared to even mention that, or they may say that, oh, you're not at risk and you know, you're married or you may not be promiscuous or all these like misconceptions. So that's where some of the doctors still believe in that. Now that's a, that's the point that we need to talk about. And I like that you just said that because you just said you're not married. Let's get on that real quick, because I think that's another thing the 365ers need to hear is even if you are married. Absolutely. You still need to get that test. Absolutely. That's big. That's really big. Um, well, Eddie, in, in your experience, in your conversation, um, in your work, a lot of reasons, I think, as we discussed, while Black people are disproportionately affected by this, but in your own words, and what are some of those reasons that you've seen while maybe some Black people have been hesitant to go to the doctor yeah, I think stigma is one of the biggest reasons that um, Black people don't go to the doctor or go to an agency to get tested. Um, of course, there's mistrust of the medical system. People don't have access to the healthcare system. Um, so there's a lot of reasons outside of just our, our behaviors of why people don't go get tested. But that stigma to me is like the biggest reason that folks don't go get tested. Oh, yeah, I believe it. You know, talking about the healthcare industry and how it just does not 
come for us. God is not here for, you know, us black people. Let's just be real. Um, Let's say I go to a clinic. Can I get this? Can I get an HIV AIDS test for free? Because that may be, you know, talk about people's funds and what they can and they can't afford. You know, is that a part of it as well? It's just like money. Just I ain't got the money for it. So I'm just not going to do it. Yeah. And I say that there is absolutely no reason that folks can say that they cannot get an HIV test because there are plenty of agencies in your area. So talking about um, stigma and reasons why, you know, just kind of throwing back to Britt's question, reasons why the community does not get tested. Um, Money, because every time whenever I go to the doctor and I get um, tested, my insurance company usually gets a bit like I can see it on the bill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I am sure other people have that thought in their head. So, um, you know, if I want to get tested, are there free clinics? Like, can I go to a free clinic and get tested and not have to worry about, you know, funding being an issue? Yeah, there are plenty of um, organizations and um, federally qualified health centers that offer free testing. So you can use resources like HIV.gov. They have a testing locator. AIDS VU, VU, they have um, a testing locator as well. So I tell people there's absolutely no reason that you could say that you cannot get an HIV test because that's one of the things that they will offer for free in certain areas, in plenty of areas. Can you, uh, you know, answer, are there at-home tests? Can I like purchase a test off of Amazon or go to like a CVS or Walgreens and get an at-home test? Great question. Yes. You can absolutely purchase an at-home test, but there are also organizations that would deliver at-home tests to you as well. So there's plenty of resources that the CDC, um, big names like HRSA, and uh, there's also Ending the HIV Epidemic Initiative, which was set out in 2019. So they have plenty of funding out there to get like at-home tests. The People will meet you where you are, literally, to give you an HIV test. That's reassuring to hear 365ers. Well, we've discussed a lot of the risk factors, but what are some preventative measures people can take? Um, And I think we kind of discussed going to the doctor, but are some other preventative things that you would like to mention, Eddie? Yeah. So um, prevention, always people are going to always mention like, you know, not, not having sex or monitoring your sex partners or using a condom the right way, but having open and honest communications with your partners. Um, Of course, there's pre-exposure prophylaxis, which is PrEP. There's also post-exposure prophylaxis, which is after the exposure. And then I'm always going to throw out undetectable equals untransmittable, which is U equals U, which means that people who are at undetectable viral load cannot transmit the virus sexually to their partners. Okay. Well, with that being said, um, I'm interested, once someone goes through the stages, um, what are some of the treatment methods for these diseases? Yeah, so people can definitely go through the medical system. Um, when it comes down to there's the me- treatment options, there's a pill format that folks can take, a pill regimen, but there's also um, a shot that people can take now that's out there that folks can take. So there are, they're trying to make multiple ways to treat the virus and also offer like the HIV vaccine. So they're doing plenty of studies to kind of lead the charge in the research. So HIV is kind of leading the force when it comes down to that kind of research. Are, are these treatments typically affordable for the average American? That's a great question. So I, I neglected to mention the Ryan White program. So depending on your, um, of course, everything's based on income. Depending on your income level, 
you can uh, be afforded an opportunity to receive your HIV treatment for free. And if you do have insurance, there's ways they try to get you on insurance anyway. So you have that on yourself. But um, Ryan White will cover your medications, your doctor visits. They'll cover like um, any like preventative measures as well. So you can definitely receive your HIV treatment for free or at a lower cost if you have insurance. Okay, that's reassuring to hear. And I, I don't know if this sounds elementary to ask, but for people who deal with this, is that a lifelong? Is this a lifelong affliction that people have to deal with? Yes. So HIV is a lifelong um, virus that people will have to deal with. We are hopeful for a cure one day. I keep saying I want to work myself out of a job, honey. So I am excited for some of the research that they're doing with the HIV uh, vaccines and the cures as well. So it is a lifelong virus, though. What are some things that we can do as a culture to and as a community to to better break down the stigma around HIV and AIDS, because there is a big stigma around it. And the longer that the stigma stays around, the longer that our community suffers and is impacted. So what are some things that we can do to really break down the stigma that we have around HIV and AIDS? I think by having informed conversations. And so you don't have to be an HIV expert to talk about HIV. So you can absolutely use your resources that are out there, but having normal conversations, whether that's in church, with your friends, with your family, your partners, of course, but it's really having that um, like knowledge of that HIV does affect us. And we have to put that H back in HIV, that human factor in it. So that's what folks always kind of get misinformed on as well. So by having that, conversation with your family, friends, church, wherever you at. You ain't got to be all the time, but we're off the helms of World AIDS Day, which is one of the perfect days where people can talk about their stories and you can share their stories on social media. And it's more in a, a positive light. Changing the narrative is kind of basically what I'm trying to McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Sorry. No, I love that you said that, like changing the narrative. Um, that's what we need to do. That's what should be done. And then, you know, talking about social media and using that as a method of changing the narrative. Um, I honestly don't think that's something that I thought of. So I love that you pointed that out. That's that's a great way to start breaking down some of the stigmas and talking about positive stories. I think so mm -hmm. often when it comes to HIV and AIDS, we hear negative stories and we need to start hearing that, you know, people are living with HIV and, 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 and living Yes, thrive, thriving. No, so I absolutely love that you said that. Um, 
what are some ways that we can support people who have HIV? Because I think that's something that we don't really talk about at all. Yeah. So I think it comes down to listening to what that person may be telling you that they need, um, finding ways that you can support. So by educating yourself around HIV is a way that you can help support that person. Um, Being supportive and encouraging them on their journey through like the medication, through going to the doctor, because it does come with a lot at the beginning, because not only are you dealing with an HIV diagnosis, now your life is changing. You have to go to the doctor. You have to miss work or do all of these other things that may um, impact your life on a bigger level. So it could definitely um, be of service for somebody to just give an encouraging word or saying like, hey, do you need medication reminders? Like at the beginning, like every night, let me help you remind you to take your medication or stuff like that. Give them a ride. These are different ways that you can help people living with HIV. That's amazing. I think this has been a very fruitful and full conversation. Yeah. Um, Eddie, if walking away, is there any misconceptions? We touched on a lot of it already, but are there any misconceptions you just want to say to the 365ers about HIV and AIDS that you just want to get off? Yeah, I would definitely say that... Um, the 365ers should know that you should absolutely be including HIV in your conversations with your doctors, with your family, with your friends as well, and not always um, excluding your, uh, I guess people always say like your sex life. That's a healthy conversation as well, because there are so many women out here who are changing the narrative for folks. So I know that women are disproportionately affected by HIV. Black women are disproportionately affected by HIV. And that's one of the things that I have at the core of my heart when women feel like they can't have children or they can't get married or they can't do these things. So I want black women to know that you can live a long and fruitful, healthy life living with HIV. Nice. Nice. As you would say, Britt, there it is. Um, (laughs) Eddie, we do this thing called the What's Your 365. um, And it's a call to action to the 365ers. And because, you know, this is HIV AIDS Awareness Month, um, I think the call to action or the What's Your 365 um, today is get tested. So if you could share... Uh, you know, some resources that the 365ers could tap into to get tested or get more information. I think that would be really important for them to to receive and hear today. Absolutely. So by um, visiting HIV.gov, they have a locator, AIDS View, which is VU, not like regular view. They have like all the data and facts that you may need to know, as well as a locator. Um, if you're a clinician, I know y'all may have like some clinicians out there looking at health HIV And then there's always the AIDS education and training centers. And there are plenty of organizations that I'd be remiss to list, but there are so many folks that I would like to shout out. But by checking those sites, you'll be able to find some of those resources as well. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we definitely want to shout you out too, Eddie. Um, So where can people find you, your information? I heard you got a little TikTok situation going on. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I love you. You can find me at Eddie. W live. That's E D D I E W live. Hit that follow button. And after you follow Eddie, make sure that you follow the Black Health 365 podcast 
on social media at Black Health 365. Um, Eddie, thank you so much for coming and really educating not only me and Britt, but also the 365ers about HIV um, and AIDS. Uh, to your point, I think one of the first things, and we say this a lot throughout the podcast, but I think one of the first things that really helps to bring awareness to things is just opening up the dialogue and, and the place to talk about it. So thank you for coming on and talking about it. This is a topic that um, you know, with Black people, we get really screamish and we don't want to talk about it, but we need to talk about it. So thank you. So just for being just so open and vulnerable um, about, you know, HIV and AIDS. Thank you for having me. More than welcome. 365 is like I said, hit us up on Instagram at Black Health 365. If you have anything you want us to discuss, we are here to talk about it because we are taking back our community one podcast episode at a time. Yeah. I am Jackie Page. And my name is Britt Daniels. It's been a pleasure, y'all. Peace, namaste, and love. There it is. Black Health 365 is an Urban One and Reach Media production hosted by Jackie Page and Britt Daniels. Created by Samuel Tatum and Laura Lopez. Executive produced by Brittany Jackson and Kadisha Campbell. Editing and production, Jahi Whitehead. Sales and corporate sponsorship, Patty Johnson.